Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. How's it going, everybody? This is your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Mofobo Network podcast, the best place to get the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. As always, thank you guys so much for taking some time to check this episode out. We always have a ton to talk about. We have great stories, just great content for you guys, and today is certainly no exception. Today, we are going to be talking about three particular stars, maybe former stars, that are either signing with the team, have already signed with the team, or potentially going to be on a team in the near future. So we have a bunch to get to. So without further ado, let's kick some mofobo. So we'll kick things off talking about Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I know, a little bit late to the party, but nonetheless, wanted to talk about it. Le'Veon Bell, as most of you already know by now, but if you're not, I'll fill you in. He was released back on October 13th by the New York Jets after they've been trying to trade him away for pretty much the past year. And what led to this is something that kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. First of all, Le'Veon Bell had sat out a year while he was still with the Steelers because he did not want to be franchise tagged and ended up, you know, sitting out a whole year to become, and then became a free agent to sign with anybody. And he ended up signing as a free agent with the New York Jets on a four-year, $52.5 million contract with $27 million guaranteed. And Le'Veon Bell lasted a mere 19 games in a season and a quarter with the New York Jets. And that really is the part that you sit there and say, well, Le'Veon Bell, when he, when he signed, he was considered one of the top five running backs in the NFL. What happened? And you look at his stats in 19 games, 251 rushing attempts for only 903 yards and three touchdowns with 68 receptions coming out of the backfield. You look at those numbers and you say, what happened to Le'Veon Bell? Well, it's really simple when you think about it. Adam Gase, who ended up getting hired as the head coach and should have never been hired in the first place, never wanted Le'Veon Bell. Even after Mike McCagden signed him, he still didn't want him. And, for, and ever since Gase took over, even when he was the interim general manager for a couple of weeks, he was actually looking to try to get rid of Le'Veon Bell. But because of his crazy contract, no team wanted to, to take that on. 
So the Jets had no choice but to play him. And they've done everything possible to play him as little as possible and frustrate him so much to the point where he does something that upsets the Jets and they end up moving on from him. And that's what happened after this past, after two weeks ago, when the Jets got blown out 30 to 10 at home against the Arizona Cardinals. He liked a couple tweets about, you know, Gay should be fired and that Le'Veon Bell should go to another team. And as a result, a day or two after that, Joe Douglas decided to release Le'Veon Bell from his contract. The Jets still have to pay $6 million of his base salary this year, but Le'Veon Bell was free to sign with anybody. And here's something that's going to make you laugh, unless you're a Jets fan. In 19 games, Le'Veon Bell made $28 million. $28 million. That actually is absurd, considering the little amount of productivity he was able to get. Not entirely his fault. Pretty much none of it when you really think about the situation with the Jets. But the fact that he made that much money in very little time playing with this team is, is very, very, very impressive nonetheless. But it was really a shock when Le'Veon Bell was released because you would have thought, okay, if they were going to release him, they'd wait till after the year, you know, so that they could figure things out. But they just released him after the fifth game of the season or the fourth game of the season, whatever it was, and they still have to pay him a considerable amount of money this year. Now, the reason that I found out why the Jets couldn't make a trade with anybody, and they pretty much offered Le'Veon to virtually every single team, is that nobody wanted to pay that $7 million injury uh, bonus, I guess you want to call it, or, or the money that he would still be making if he got injured, which would be $7 million in 2021. So clearly nobody wanted to, to trade for him. And I think a lot of people understood that probably the Jets were going to end up releasing Le'Veon Bell and that somebody could just sign him for cheap, basically the veterans minimum. And Maybe two or three days later, Le'Veon Bell found a team. Now, that same day that he announced what team he was going to, he had three teams in particular that he was interested in. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. Then it kind of came down to the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Ironically, the two teams that played against each other this past week. But nonetheless, Le'Veon Bell decided and announced that he was going to sign a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs for the rest of the season. Now, his contract is $1 million in base salary, which is prorated down to $690,000. But if you add in incentives plus playing time, so it all just depends on how much playing time he gets, he can make as much as $1.69 million the rest of the season. So the Chiefs, who already have some of the biggest weapons in the game right now are getting a Le'Veon Bell that is relatively healthy. He hasn't had that much action this year. He did have an injury that kept him out for two weeks, but he's, he's still in very good shape. He hasn't been hit as much, and he is a tremendous back, especially when it comes to the passing game. So he can come in on second and third down when Mahomes drops back to pass, and instead of trying to throw a deep pass, even though Mahomes can certainly do that with the weapons that he has, he can dump it off to Bell, Bell is very shifty. He has great hands. He's, he has great playmaking ability. You just add another weapon to an offense that already at times just seems invincible to beat. I mean, that's really what happened here. And you could say, and basically you have to say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Hate the Jets for allowing this whole thing to happen. But I'm actually very excited for Le'Veon Bell. I think this is the perfect spot for him. Now he'll share time with Edwards Elair, who has done a lot of the 
the running and has had a tremendous rookie year. And they definitely needed a little bit more talent at the backup running back position. And they add arguably one of the top five running backs in the game right now with a good amount of freshness, you know, in his body. So this is a really, really good signing. Doesn't obviously cost the Chiefs pretty much anything. So the Jets are going to be paying Le'Veon Bell $6 million to play against them. And I think two or three weeks from now, the Jets will be traveling to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And I almost guarantee you Le'Veon Bell is going to get a lot of work against the Jets in that game. I almost guarantee you. This, you know, the NFL is a revenge league. Players like to go out and get revenge. You look at someone like Steve Smith, who was cut, not even really, he was basically cut by the Panthers, signed with the Ravens, and, and basically decided when he played against the Carolina Panthers that he was going to destroy them. And his first game against the Panthers, he actually put on a show. He caught two touchdown passes. Obviously, one of them was deflected, but still had a big game. And, you know, he got the last lap. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to end up getting the last lap in this. And I think the Chiefs offense just got a whole lot better adding Le'Veon Bell to their roster. So the next report we are going to be discussing is one that actually came out yesterday. If you're actually listening to this at the day of this recording with which is, you know, Thursday, October 22nd. On Wednesday, the 21st of October, Adam Schefter from ESPN reported that the Seattle Seahawks have intentions to sign Antonio Brown to a contract once his suspension, which he got last year while he played one game with the Patriots, after week eight when it comes up. So this really was a surprising one. It almost seems like a foregone conclusion that Antonio Brown will be playing football in the NFL this season at the halfway point. And what's interesting about this is that it's not just the Seahawks, but it's also apparently there's interest from other teams in the NFL. None of the other teams have been, um, you know, been announced as to who exactly they are. But really, the Seattle Seahawks are in the, you know, in the right position and they're, you know, in the driver's seat when it comes to probably getting Antonio Brown. And there's a couple reasons why, when you really think about it, first of all, this past offseason, Antonio Brown was actually caught on camera working out with Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, the backup quarterback in Seattle. This past year, running routes, catching passes, you know, running routes that were specific to the offense that the Seattle Seahawks run. I also heard that Antonio Brown was really impressed and at times blown away by Russell Wilson's pitch to him about the culture that's in Seattle and the environment that they put around. And you look at some of the guys that they brought in. Shoot, they brought in Josh Gordon, who was still trying to get on the field. They brought in Jamal Adams via trade. And now they're possibly bringing in AB. You know, they bring in some guys that have had some interesting histories. Maybe not Jamal Adams that much, but certainly both, you know, Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. And you just, you have to sit there and think, you know, they're, they're building something really really interesting there where it's a calm environment not a lot of pressure they can relax they're playing in the pacific northwest i mean it's a really it's a really cool you know really relaxed environment to play in and i think that that's one of the reasons and you look at russell wilson calm cool and collected you have the energizer bunny and head coach Pete carroll i mean you got you got a lot of good things there and so antonio brown's suspension like i mentioned before is going to be up after week eight so, and then he'll be free to sign with anybody if he so chooses to. It's not like the Josh Gordon situation where Antonio Brown has to be reinstated. Antonio, you know, Antonio Brown just has to basically wait 
until week eight, and then he's free to sign with whoever. I'm sure he'll listen to a couple offers, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being the Seattle Seahawks. And here's the thing. One of the reasons that the Seahawks are probably super interested in bringing in Antonio Brown is the fact that Josh Gordon has still not yet to be reinstated for the third time in the NFL. And the Seahawks are still trying to push that matter nonetheless. But they're also looking at the fact that Antonio Brown is available and that Antonio Brown really likes what Seattle's doing. Also the fact that the Seattle Seahawks could use more talent on a team that is still the only undefeated team left in the NFC. And here's the thing that gets me really excited, just from a football fan perspective. Let me list you, if Josh Gordon gets reinstated as well and Antonio Brown gets signed, let me list, list to you the four wide receivers that Russell Wilson would be throwing to from week nine or whenever, you know, on to the rest of the season. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, already knew that those two guys were there playing very well. Then you had Antonio Brown, who could still be considered one of the top five, it's certainly top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, even though he's been out. And Josh Gordon. I mean, the amount of talent that you have at the wide receiver position with a quarterback that certainly should be up there for the MVP candidate this year is just mind-boggling. It would get you super excited. And again, it would emphasize my point, obviously, as to why I picked the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl this year. Because if you had that talent, you're pretty much making them the most dominant and the most terrifying-looking offense in the NFC. And that really makes them a favorite to go to the Super Bowl without a question. Now, at the time of this recording, nothing has really happened yet. Antonio Brown still has to wait till the end of Week 8. Josh Gordon is still waiting to see if he can try to get reinstated. And it may only be Antonio Brown, but still, having Tyler Lockett, DK, and AB is still a tremendous receiving core. So it's time to get really excited in Seattle. And I know that also Jamal Adams is coming back soon. So their team is getting healthier, it's getting stronger, and possibly very soon in a couple weeks, it's going to get a lot more talented. So this is exciting. And even though obviously AB has his off the field issues and Maybe he does have, you know, some, some mental issues. I, I don't like saying it that way, but obviously something's going on in his, his mental side of his health. Um, I still think that this is a good opportunity for A.B. to resurrect his career, resurrect, you know, him as a person and playing on this team. And, I'm, and if it ends up happening, I would be super excited. And I know a lot of fantasy owners are certainly going to be excited as well. So now the last star that I wanted to talk about is something that actually came up earlier this morning on Thursday, October 22nd, which is the day of this recording. It was reported from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, who, you know, this was his first day back from his two-week suspension, but we'll, we won't go into that. But nonetheless, the first report he makes coming back is that the Baltimore Ravens have a high intention of signing Des Bryant to their practice squad. Now, let's kind of go over this. First of all, Des Bryant and the Ravens have a pretty good relationship, and it kind of dates back to 2018 when Des Bryant did a workout, and the Ravens even offered him a multi-year contract to sign with them, and he ended up declining it, saying that he'd rather play on a one-year deal and try to make more money in 2019. Well, no other team signed him, and he still hasn't played since 2017, so obviously, that gamble did not work. But earlier this past offseason, Des Bryant did have a workout with the Ravens, but did not leave with a contract. And now 
Des Bryant is going back to Baltimore. He's going to have a workout. He's also going to be going through a physical. And if both things work out and the Ravens are happy, they're going to sign up to their practice squad. Now, I'm sure the first question you guys have for me is, Neil, wouldn't they just sign him to, their, to, to the regular team and have him play right away? Well, here's the thing. Des Bryant is 31 years of age. He's coming off an Achilles injury that he suffered two years ago when he signed a one-year deal for the rest of the season with the Saints. And, it, you know, it was, it was one of those things where they're not really sure, they're not really, you know, confident 100% that is he's still the same player. I think that's really the question that people are, are trying to ask when it comes to looking at Des Bryant's situation. But they also want to bring him on the practice squad to give him maximum time to get strength, you know, get into good football shape, and then eventually put him on to the starting roster. And I think that that's what you're going to end up seeing. It might be a week or two after they sign him, but he'll certainly get some game action if everything goes well. And I believe that workout and also that physical is at some point, it might be going on right now as I'm recording this episode. So keep in mind, something might pop up, you know, by the time you guys are listening to this. But Let's kind of talk about Des Bryant a little bit and kind of give, give us a little bit of background. Like I mentioned before, he hasn't played since 2017, even though he garnered interest from many teams in the past. So there were many teams throughout the last couple of years that showed interest in him. I remember when Brandon Marshall got released from the Giants, some people thought that Des Bryant was going to sign there and that there was actually some interest there. Didn't happen. I also remember that the Cleveland Browns were intrigued on bringing Des Bryant in to match with Jarvis Landry. That would have been kind of interesting. I heard a couple other teams, but, you know, nothing really ever came to fruition. And like I mentioned before, Des Bryant signed a one-year deal for the rest of the season in the middle of the 18-19 season with the Saints. And unfortunately, two days after he signed, he tore his Achilles tendon. So his season was cut very, very short, and he never suited up again for the Saints. They didn't re-sign him. They didn't anything. So he still has yet to play a full season of football since 2017. So really, Des Bryant has obviously gotten older in age. And the question is, is that where is he physically? Where is he physically? Can he still make plays? I've watched a lot of his Instagram stories and stuff that he posts, and he looks to be in pretty good shape. But, you know, that's with no pads, and that's playing only against a few other people. Really, the question is going to be, once he gets on the field and he starts playing, you know, can he deliver? Now, I don't know what the expectation is for the Ravens with Des Bryant. I don't know what they're going to use him for. I don't know if they're going to try to make him a deep ball threat. I don't know. But adding Des Bryant actually kind of makes sense considering the wide receiver core that the Ravens have at the moment. Now, they do have Marquise Hollywood Brown. They still have Willie Sneed and Miles Boykin. Those are their top three wide receivers. They do need to add some talent. They do need to add some, some girth as well. And that's what Des Bryant is, the big – He's a big, good hands, wide receiver, and he can make plays. Now, again, it all just depends on where he is physically in his, in his career right now at 31 years of age. But if you look back from 2012 to 2014, Des Bryant racked up 1,200 yards receiving and 41 touchdowns. So during that time, it, from 2012 to 2014, Des Bryant was arguably one of the top, if not the top wide receiver in the NFL. And it really is crazy where his career has gone up until this point. Now, again, there is no guarantee at the moment that Des Bryant will be a Baltimore Raven. He could very well fail his physical or not do all well the workout. It all just depends on how the situation goes. 
The Ravens also had interest in Antonio Brown, I think either, I think last season they had some interest in him and maybe earlier this year. But apparently, according to ESPN's Josiah Anderson, the Ravens don't really have any interest and really any intentions to go after Antonio Brown, which makes sense considering what you're hearing about Antonio Brown and the Seattle Seahawks. So the Ravens are kind of going after what they would consider probably the next best thing, which is Des Bryant. And if Des Bryant can even get back to half of the player that he once was, it helps benefit the passing game for Lamar Jackson, who needs to upgrade himself more as a passer. If the passing game gets a lot better with Des Bryant in the fold and their offense really gets rolling a lot more and becomes more of a balanced attack, then the Ravens just become that much more potent on that side of the football. Because their defense is very solid. They just added getting a trade earlier this morning, getting Yannick Ngakwe from the Minnesota Vikings. So they're upgrading their defense. And adding Des Bryant, if it all works out, would be an upgrade on their offense. So they're clearly trying to get better. The Ravens already have a, a ton of relationship with Des Bryant. And I think it's just a matter of when is this finally going to happen? When are they going to finally put pen to paper and they're going to sign him? And it might be later today. It might be tomorrow. Who knows? And I'll be very interested. I'm happy that Des Bryant is getting another opportunity. I think he'll do well in Baltimore. And I'm excited for him to score a touchdown and put up the X once again. So let's see what happens. But all of these, all these stories have come out, you know, with Lev Bell going to Kansas City, A.B. possibly going to Seattle, and Des Bryant possibly going to the Ravens. You're, you're adding more excitement to an NFL season than I think is lacking in that to some degree, obviously with – very few fans, if not no fans in most stadiums, you know, coronavirus, you know, lack of really good consistent play. I think adding guys like this, especially if they can come in and produce, will just add some excitement to this NFL season that already has been, to many people, including myself, somewhat of a disappointment through six, six and a half weeks. So we'll see what happens, but let me know what you guys think of these signings. You know, you could let me know on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W. And also on Instagram at NVPQB11. What's up, guys? It's your host, Neil Bell Piano. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. I appreciate all the love and support that you guys give me. If you want to check out more of this podcast, you can like and subscribe to it on both Anchor and Spotify. Just search Mofobo, M O F O B O Network, and you will find this podcast. We post new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So if you want to get your sports fix in, make sure you like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network podcast. If you want to listen to me talk more about what's going on in the world of sports, you can like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. That's right. Mofobo Network presents where just like here on the podcast, we have a topic to discuss that's going on in the world right now, and we discuss it. And sometimes it's about somebody who just passed away. We talk about their life and legacy. Sometimes it's a preview of, of something big that's going on. You know, it, whatever the case may be and whatever sport it is, we are going to be talking about it. We post new videos on that YouTube channel every single Wednesday. So Mofobo, M-O-F-O-B-O Network presents, and you can find it. Like and subscribe to that as well. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you want to stay up to date with both the podcast episodes as well as the new YouTube videos, please subscribe to the Mofobo Network Facebook page. So go on Facebook, 
type in M-O-F-O-B-O Network and you can subscribe to it. And there I will post when the new podcast episodes are out and when the new YouTube videos are out. So between Tuesday and Thursday of every single week, you get sports content and just tremendous up-to-the-date news from yours truly. So please go subscribe to all those and support me on there. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Make sure you also subscribe to the Devils State of Mind podcast, which is the New Jersey Devils hockey-based podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am the host of that podcast. And on that one, we discuss all things going on with the New Jersey Devils, all things hockey, and so much more. We have great guests to come on, great topics to discuss, and everything that you need. So if you need your up-to-the-date news with your New Jersey Devils, check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast because we got you covered. We post new episodes of the podcast every single Monday on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search Hockey Podcast Network or Devil's State of Mind and you will find it. We have social medias for the podcast. We have a Twitter at Devil's State. We have an Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. And just like MoFobo, we have the Devil's State of Mind podcast Facebook page. On all of those, you can stay up to date with the new episodes, like I mentioned before, that we post every single Monday. And there's also a link within all three of those social medias where you can go to the main website of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, where if you bookmark it, you can stay right there with all the new episodes that we post. So please go subscribe to that as well and check it out. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to learn more about the game of hockey and learn more about a team like the New Jersey Devils or even just any of the other team-based podcasts that we have on the Hockey Podcast Network, go check those all out. Hockey Podcast Network or Devil's State of Mind, trust me, you will enjoy it. And last but certainly not least, Go check out my book right now on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble, J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. It's about the pain and suffering of being a Jets fan for the Jets fan. That's right. If you want to learn about all the painful games, painful memories, painful player decisions, and everything else about the New York Jets, please go check out that book. I promise you, you'll love it. You'll either laugh, cry, you know, get in a lot of pain, or just a little bit of everything please go check that book out. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. So if you're a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, please go check out my book again on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. My name is Neil Villapiano. Thank you once again for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. And as I always say at the end of every single episode, whether it's here on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, Mofobo Network Presents, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what hardships you might be dealing with right now in your life, just remember every day when you wake up in the morning to think positively, have a smile on your face, and kick some mofobo. So thank you to everyone who listened today and God bless.